0: Settle up your horses. For Truth with a Texas Twain, Fireside Talk Radio, the show where women ponder the things we store in our hearts. Host Kathy Carafi invites experts to talk openly about what women care about, like how to create lifelong companionship, dealing with mental illness in our families bullying at school, and many others. You name it, we talk about it. Listen in now as Kathy helps us find answers to our most tender questions.
1: Welcome to Camp Crafty's Fireside Talk Radio, where our goal is to ponder over all the tried and true stuff we women store away in our hearts as we knit our families together together. In lifelong fellowship, our favorite verse on this show is, "But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart." Luke 2:19. Now we're going to be talking with my one of my favorite people ever, Anna Crafty Pierce, and we're going to be talking about raising courageous kids, fearless in the face of failure. But first, I want to thank Home Instead Senior Care. They provide trustworthy, kind-hearted, senior home care services in your loved one's home. All caregivers are thoroughly screened, extensively trained, professional, and reliable. At Home Instead, it's about providing the highest quality home care services to fit you and your family's needs. And we are so grateful to them. And welcome, Anna.
2: Hi, Mom. It's good to be here.
1: Listen, I am, I'm thinking you're pretty fearless today because I know
2: one of your babies has had a fever and an ear infection and bless your heart. Thank you. I hate to say this because what if I'm promising something that doesn't happen? We may have an unexpected guest on the show at some point. Oh, I love that! I love that. Actually, I I almost texted you and said we could just take our
1: chances and have the babies in the story. I love that.
2: Well, it may happen. We'll see if I get if I get a, a the right amount of time here alone, or if they come looking for me. Well, okay. So we're going to be talking about courage and perseverance, and
1: of course, one of my favorite words, grit. G R I T. So in honor of that, I did pull some some quotes would you like to hear the first one
2: of course i love quotes uh,
1: i'm thinking about dedicating this uh, this storyline or this episode today to your brother true grit is making a decision and standing by it doing what must be done no moral man can have peace of mind if he leaves undone what he knows he should have done and you Who guess you said, said john wayne
2: <laughs> i was hoping that was the case <laughs> Yeah, totally. and you I, have to I de- dedicate this episode to Will.
1: <laughs> and, and, or John Wayne or both. Um, yeah. what's, so, what's so funny about that is I was looking through all his quotes, and I know for sure. Sometimes you can't trust the Internet people because they're giving him credit for things he said in movies. And, you know, there's right. writers who wrote that those scripts. Uh-huh. John Wayne was just memorizing and reading the script, performing and, the script.
2: Oh, okay, but making it famous because his voice is just... true. Fabulous.
1: True. Um, okay. I and would... so we're, this is, okay, I'm sorry to interrupt you. I, I just well, got excited and a little carried away. Can, can I give you a couple more quotes about? Oh, of course. Yes. Being fearless in the face of failure. Okay. So here's another one. And we don't do, um, we don't really do politics on our show so much, but I love this one from Winston Churchill. And I just thought it was so timely, I couldn't resist it. Because you know how I feel about capitalism, like I, I'm not—I really don't care what economic thing we have, except I like capitalism because it makes it gives me a better opportunity to be a steward, and I, I'm into stewardship. That's my economic philosophy. But here's one from Winston. <laughs> here's one from—I know how political is that. Here's one from Winston Churchill: Socialism is a philosophy of failure, the creed of ignorance, the gospel of envy. Its inherent virtue is. The equal sharing of misery from Winston Churchill. I, when I looked up failure, that one popped up and I couldn't resist it. So we may do a whole, a whole episode on the gospel of envy. Isn't that a great quote?
2: It's fascinating. You know that my favorite quote, and you may have been quoting someone else, but the thing that put me on to art as something I wanted to do in my life was a fear of failure. Ah. The only place I was a racing horse told me the story I don't even remember erasing holes in my paper but you tell me that I used to do that because I was so wanting my letters to be the way they were supposed to yes and, you did but art was an area where you told me when I would make something I'd look at it and it wouldn't look the way I had envisioned in my brain and I'd be frustrated and disappointed and you would look at it and go oh mistakes are just an opportunity to be creative and that was so freeing that it really I think it's one of the reasons that I wanted to be an artist that I wanted art to be kind of just one of the driving forces behind who I was because it was it was a place where I didn't have to be afraid I could be inspired instead I love that. You know
1: what's so interesting about that is, yeah, I think you've probably got your tendency toward perfectionism, which I have somebody coming on the show to talk about perfectionist soon. It's not, I haven't posted that one yet, but we've already, we're already talking about how that's going to be when, when my friend comes on to talk about that. But perfectionism, you probably inherited from me, and it, it is such a bondage. And so when you were a little kindergartner and first grader and you were racing to get your... Every letter perfect. It was taking you forever to get your work done. (laughs) I just felt so bad for you, and I felt bad about about my own, you know, bondage to perfectionism. So I started saying that, and and I did say that to give us both freedom. Mistakes are an opportunity to be creative.
2: I was was the firstborn being raised by two firstborns. You could have yeah. been a totally relaxed human being, and I still would have struggled with perfectionism. Firstborn raised by two firstborns. I mean, that was just inevitable.
1: I, I know. And married to a firstborn, too. So, yeah. Yeah. I figured just, your firstborn child was doomed. Oh, <laughs> he's, he's so awesome. He's so awesome, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, we, we have to adopt, like, another one of our family motto is trying counts. Because
2: yeah. sometimes you just
1: need to give yourself credit for being brave and
2: trying. So, well, and also, um, okay, you but have to use the potty. That's where that one comes in. That's one yeah, of the phrases I heard over and over again in potty training. <laughs> try and count.
1: Well, I don't know if this applies to potty training, but I have several more quotes. And one of them from oh, Thomas Edison was, I love this one. He said, I have not failed. I've just found 10,000 ways that won't work.
2: <laughs> yes, that one's very famous. It's a light bulb, Right. I love I
1: that, that one. quote. Yeah, I've heard it before, but I couldn't resist it today. And I think it gets quoted so often because everybody can relate to that. Like, I'm an expert on failure. I know about mistakes. I know how to mess up. Um, well, and and don't forget, you did that wonderful episode with me that we used for Easter last year in 2008, uh, 2019 on the art of messing up. I mean, that was a great yes. episode. So, okay. What'd you bring me today about perseverance and grit and being fearless in the face of failure, Miss Anna?
2: Well, I was thinking actually that last quote, about why I like that quote, because I've heard it many, many times. And I think it's because it's about perspective where you pause and you identify where you are rather than ah. just being afraid or, or giving up. Like you said before, it, It'll, it, you, get, you hear that quote, and you go, "Okay, wait. Am I on my hundredth try? Am I on my thousandth try? Am I going you know, is it just five tries away, and I'll be successful? How? Uh. You know, where am I?" Rather than just being overwhelmed, I think that's why I like that quote. I, that's really
1: a good point. It, it's almost like you can almost succeed by process of elimination. When you've made enough mistakes, you're inevitably you're going to tr- do something that will work finally.
2: And if you look at where you are and you go, wow, it makes, uh, sweet, I have a couple of sweet college kids in my life deciding whether or not they're going to finish their degrees. But the truth is they're more than halfway done. It's never, it's never going to be easy to get a degree. But at this moment, they're so invested that it makes so much sense to push through and finish, even though it's still overwhelming yes. and they're in the midst of it. If they look up and go, okay, this is – how far along I am. It, getting that perspective. But I was, I was thinking also, you know, the other thing that is kind of a driving force that you said to me once again, while we're talking about quotes, moms are the best as far as giving you the right advice at the right moment. But the idea mm-hmm. of faith being the opposite of failure. As a little kid, the freedom to try and make mistakes and allow them to be opportunities. For creativity kept me going and inspired me and allowed me some freedom from my fear. Mm-hmm. As an adult, asking God for more faith has really been one of the, I don't know, the momentum behind getting freedom from my fear as an adult. I don't know if that distinction between those two different things makes sense to anyone else, but for me, it's amazing how when I ask God for more faith, how I look back and I go, oh, I didn't even realize I was afraid of that. But now I, I, it's such a relief as I look back. <laughs> so,
1: so, okay, I'm not sure I caught what you were saying. So what you said first was success is not the opposite of failure. The opposite oh, yeah, of fa- that too. Is The opposite of failure is faith. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Did I hear you right?
2: Well, no, no, fear, not failure,
1: fear. Oh, fear. Okay, so, okay, gotcha. Okay, we have about two minutes, so you can kind of summarize this for me if you want to, because I want to make sure I understand it. So so tell me again what you're saying, but do it in about two well, sentences.
2: The reason I, I don't know if is true for everyone, the reason I tend to fail is because I'm afraid. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> I get undermined by my fear. So then when I ask God for faith, it allows me to identify what is true success. And it may not be what I was going for before, whatever that is, and and be free from the fear and try. And then if I do miss the mark, I I, I still have the face that God's given me. I, does that make sense? Oh yeah, I've never okay, put into have a, words like that a- before. I have a perfect quote for
1: that, and then we're going to go to the break. Before we do, I guess I better put all my stuff on here. So we hope you will sign up for our blog always. I try to encapsulate all the hyperlinks or all the stuff that Anna talks about and some of the lists she gives us in a blog. And you can sign up for those at Kathy, C-A-T-H-Y, Crafty, K-R-A-F is in Frank V as in Victor E as in Edward.com and I hope you will go and sign up for our blogs we also have books coming out we're going to be talking a little bit about that and also I wanted to say this quote because it's so perfect and then we're going to go to the break here is one from J.K. Rowling it is impossible to live without failing at something unless you live so cautiously that you might as well not have lived at all In which case, you fail by default. So, Ana, isn't that perfect? Okay, so we're going to go to the break, and when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about how to undergird our children's faith so they can be not afraid to try and even
0: fail. We don't want to miss a moment at Fireside Talk Radio, so stay tuned for more adventures as we talk about the things women store and ponder in their hearts. More truth with a Texas twang when we return. You all to see my blue eyed Sally. She lives way down
2: on Shimbone Alley. The number on the gate the number on the door. in the next house over is a
1: store. Hi, this is Kathy. As women, we have a lot to ponder, but even the toughest topics are easier when we open up authentically and share our tenderest wisdom with each other. During this break, I want to mention a special way you can help other women. You can sign up for our blog and share it with your friends. Our podcasts are designed to create tools to talk about the toughest topics at home or at work. You can help by going to Kathy Craffy, C-A-T-H-Y-K-R-A-F as in Frank, V as in Victor, E as in Edward.com. We hope you love sharing these conversational adventures as much as we love bringing in experts to tell their stories and share their wisdom. Truth with a Texas twang spoken here.
0: My parents are getting older and I want to be there to help. But sometimes I spend more time taking care of them than my own family it's starting to put pressure on my marriage and I feel like I'm ignoring my kids my parents need help I need help
2: my mom wants to stay at home but she honestly can't handle it on her own anymore I've been taking care of her but I just want to be her daughter again I know mom feels the same way I'm not sure where to turn If you're struggling to care for your parents, you're not alone. Home Instead Senior Care can help. With personalized service and a personal touch, our caregivers will help your parents stay in the place they call home. Home Instead Senior Care. To us, it's personal. Texas. Yeah.
0: We want to thank our generous sponsors for making these Candid Conversations possible at Fireside Talk Radio, where we talk openly about the things women store and, and ponder now, in their hearts, where the truth bio, and Texas twang meet. On and catfish and good gumbo. Hey, we're back, and we're talking
1: with Anna. She and I are mother and a daughter together. We're talking about my grandbabies, so I'm pretty happy. Uh, we're just so happy to have you listening in and enjoying our conversation with us. Anna. when we went to the break, we were talking about one thing I loved about what you said in that last segment. By the way, sorry, I'm, I'm like a squirrel today. I'm hopping from one thing to another. I'm going to call this Courageous Kids Fearless in the Face of Failure. And one thing you said in the last segment was how important it is to ask yourself this question, is success just five tries away? You know, if I try just five yes. more times, will I be successful? So I really want you to take that home. Home, Like if you're a mommy raising little kids like you are, I know you teach older kids at oh, school.
2: Mom,
0: Give me some. Perfect
2: example for mom. Yeah. my. A girlfriend and I, who have kids the same age, were discussing our kids different the way they eat because she'd invited us to dinner. And I just had taught my kids through what was polite. Oh, and good. so, and I, I warned my sweet friend because she's my teammate. I said, just right. so you know, if my son is rude, please give me a heads up. But he'll probably tell you no thank you to the, to the vegetables at least four times because that's what he does. Even if it's like something he'll probably like, he's going to think about it a couple times before he says yes. And, I mean, he knew the cookies depended on trying one bite and swallowing it. That's all he had to do. But still, he said no three or four times first.
0: I love that about him.
2: I've observed him enough to know as a mom it's not failure when I put something in front of him and he tells me no. I do it again and again and again because on the fourth or fifth time he'll tell me yes. Because he's a well, thinker, and, and he's going to he's gonna think about it before he says yes.
1: <laughs> I love that about him. I think his wife will love that someday when she realizes how she can count on him in that way. He's not going to so make sweet. an injudicious decision in a hurry. I know that. Well, I love that. That's, that's a great example. So you didn't fail just the first time you tried. You just went ahead and offered it to well, him several times. And you're motivated all- by a love for the children.
2: Yeah, I'm trying to get him to eat things that are healthier and, you know, I, we had some frustrated moments before I figured out that it didn't, I didn't need, in order to be successful with food, with him specifically, not my daughter, she's different, but with him, I didn't need to make it a point of disobedience. Like, oh, if you don't eat this, you're disobeying oh, or you have to eat this number of bites. For him, if I give him a little space, he will think about it and then be game to try it. And that is so much gentler and more gracious and creates less conflict for us at mealtime.
1: I love that. Oh, that is so genius. Rather than just assuming the first time you tried and failed to get them to try it, that that is somehow reflecting on you or that, you know, that you have to make it an issue. That That is so sweet to really understand his learning style. I love I that. Say, and his personality, It is a frustrating too.
2: sometimes because I do get a little burnt out. I'm like, and we're having something he'll tell me no to again. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
1: One of the but. things you mentioned to me while we were talking on the break is sometimes to see your child succeed, it really helps if you break down the steps. Now, I I wanted to hear more about that. Could you tell me what you meant by
2: that? Well, my once again, I'm using my son as my examples because he's so dear and he's in preschool, so he's learning his letters and he can form Aww. them all. Some of them are more recognizable than others. And it's just really just cute and just dear. I'm going to interrupt here for
1: a minute and say he is one of the most geniusly child's I, children I've ever seen.
2: He's he's awesome. <laughs> so he he associates them all with like like hooks and like mechanical things. But so oh, he he won't write his name for me. Like I'm like, oh, you made mommy a picture. Let's put your name on here. No. So knowing the thing that motivates him is key. I tell him, oh, we're going to make a note for, and then it can be for one of his little friends or one of his grandmothers or his grandpas, someone else who's not there uh-huh. beside him helping him. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And and then he's motivated. And the first time we did it, because I knew he knew how to form his letters, I wrote out the whole, like, two or three words, I love you, or whatever it was he wanted to write, and I set it next to him to copy. And I mean his little face. He shuts down so fast. And I realized I would overwhelmed him. So, And then that opportunity was gone. But the next time I had an opportunity, I took his hand in mine, and we put a scrap piece of paper next to his beautiful picture he colored, and he told me what he wanted to write. And then I said it back to him in a shorter way so that we could have less words. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, I helped – the a scrap piece of paper, I helped him form one word or one letter, one letter. And then I gave him his hand back, and he did it on his note. And uh-huh. then I took his hand, and I showed him the next letter on the scrap piece of paper. And a couple of them, I know he's processing and he's learning because a couple of them, he said, uh, can we, like can we practice again?
0: So there uh-huh. were a couple of letters like the
2: S. Where he struggles, or or what's the other one, his A, he starts at the wrong place on the letter to get it the right shape. And so when we were done practicing, it wasn't the right shape, so he didn't like it. So he wanted to practice again. And then he did it by himself on his note. And, oh, my goodness, I took a picture of the note because I was so proud.
1: (laughs) You know what I love about that is really the steps are an important part of learning to succeed, even if you fail and have to practice. I mean, uh-huh. we've really learned that as soon as we learn to write. And and yet, as adults, sometimes we forget. And we and we, maybe we don't even associate that process.
2: Well, I don't know. This, uh-huh. So we get almost to the end, Mom. And and I look at his note, and I'm like, something's off. And, you know, because all his letters are a little wonky still. So it took uh-huh. me a minute to realize I had misspelled one of the words. <laughs> <laughs> poor, poor Jason. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Mama misspelled one of the words. <laughs> oh,
1: that is so hilarious! Let,
2: let me show you how which letter is missing in the middle.
1: <laughs> that is so funny. That could just easily—I can easily, <laughs> I easily see that happening.
2: We were spelling it so slow that I just—and you know, it's his handwriting, not mine. I couldn't even see the fact that I made the mistake until I'm like sounding out the words later. Oh, that's hilarious.
1: Well, I think everybody can relate to that. We've all done that. And so I think I think the great application here is, as an adult even, sometimes I think we want to jump from A to Z, and we don't want to learn the alphabet in between. I know it's that way for me for technology. I get so frustrated about what I don't know that sometimes I just want to give up. And it's yeah. really helpful for me to go back and re- recount to myself Listen, Kathy. You've learned how to how to enter how to create a blog, how to change blogs, how to correct and edit on on uh, all all formats of social media. You've learned how to do SEOs. I mean, I just go back and I start listing all the things I didn't know three years ago, and that helps yeah. me know, you know. And then I, do I that also too.
2: the other thing I that make, I think, uh huh, sure, <laughs> you first. I was going to say I make lists because some days as a toddler mom. I feel like I haven't done anything, and I know I'm doing good work, but I get to the end of the day, and I feel like there's nothing to show for it. And so then I get afraid that I'm, like, in a rut, and, and my, my whole life is going to be this, and I, it's essentially a little bit of depression and a little bit of fear, and it's, it's just a weird thing that happens sometimes. And I'll make a list of, I did three loads of laundry, and then I made a meal, and then I put up all the food, and I mean, I'm, I'm detailed. I put, I put away the food. I washed the yeah. dishes, and I emptied the dishes, then I vacuumed a yeah. room where my kids made a mess, and then we cleaned up their toys twice. <laughs> Listen,
1: I, some and days I wonder where all out my I time It I do a lot went. of things
2: all day. Yeah,
1: <laughs> right. Sometimes I wonder where all my time went, and then I realize it, got, it was spent 30 minutes just going around the house picking up other people's stuff. And as a young mom, that is just you do so much of that. So much of your time gets washed away and things. They feel right. like they're not important, but truthfully, nobody wants to live in a messy house. And people do; they may not say they appreciate it, but when they come home and they can relax, they do appreciate the work that has happened during the day. With with small children, I mean, it's just a lot of work.
2: Um, sitting at my sitting at my kitchen table, holding my son's little five, almost five, not even five yet, four and a half year old fist in mine, while we Aww. made letters. It, yeah. To him, that is really hard work, and it involves practicing, and he he feels like he may or may not succeed. But as his mom, I could be doing something else, maybe something that would feel more important or more successful. But that moment spent with him where I'm doing something with him that to me seems easy and to him seems like there's potential of failure. It's hard. It's overwhelming. That's like the most successful thing I could do with my time.
1: You know what? I want to add a couple things to this. One is I don't want to forget to include this, so we're going to talk about this next. I want to mention my friend Roy Bryan, who helps us with these Toginet broadcasts. Uh, not only can you practice and break down the steps and practice them with your kid, review your success, either yours or sometimes mommies need to review their own successes, but also with your child, but also list the people who help you to be successful. As I was thinking about the uh, things I've learned to do with technology, Roy's been a big part of that, and he's probably blushing right now. I'll probably get an emoji here in a minute if he can hear me. I know he does a lot of
2: things while we're working. You know what that Uh, is, mom? Uh-huh. You know what that is? Fellowship what? feeds faith. That's, oh, that's what you're talking about. Fellowship feeds faith, and faith disperses fear. Wow! Did you just make that up? It's just I just got words. It's something i have known. Like that, we learned that growing up. We learned that working at Pine Cope. We learned that when Dad wanted all of us to work in the yard together, we yeah. But you just uh, thought we've of those always words. Yeah. Fellowship. Well,
1: fellowship feeds faith. Faith disperses fear. I. Yeah. I am so making that into a meme. Okay. Isn't the other awesome. thing I wanted to mention, as you were talking about all that, the list of people who help. I didn't want to forget that. Oh, I've yes. forgotten that's something important. in the middle there. Okay. Oh, sorry, I did. Mom. I did get a happy face from my sweet friend Roy. <laughs> okay. So, we've been talking about what builds faith in our children and and makes them fearless in the face of failure. Oh.
2: I got another one. Teaching to for help. Uh Asking for help, working on something hard, having that work ethic, struggling, persevering is all good. But teaching your kid how to involve other people in a problem, engage them in a challenge so they're not alone. Uh Being unafraid to ask for help and do it in a way that is gracious and communicates clearly is such a gift to give a kid. And part of that is letting them ask you for help. Not okay. doing things before they even know they need them.
1: We're going to run out of time, but that is a great point. And so in the blog, I'll really, I will really emphasize that. At, don't, don't let, don't help your children before they ask for help. Teach them how to ask. And, and then that you don't is feel taken for granted as a mom,
2: which is awesome. <laughs>
1: Okay, I have to close the show. I want to keep talking. We want you to look for this other episode we're going to do about hospitable hearts. But you can find all this and more at Kathy Craffy, C-A-T-H-Y-K-R-A-F as in Frank, V as in Victor, E as in Edward.com, where we speak truth with a Texas twang. And we sure hope you'll check out our blog and sign up for it there. Thank you for joining us today. We really love talking about being fearless in the face of failure, and we really enjoyed sharing all these ideas with you. Look for them on our blog. Okay, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks for joining us.
0: Thank you for joining us today where we speak truth with a Texas twang about the very things that touch our hearts. Thank you for joining us today, and we will see you again next week.